This is a call to those who want incredible success, but do not necessarily want to get filthy rich. You want to help others, be purposeful, and enjoy all life has to offer. Welcome to the Inbound Marketing Revolution. This is Dow of Inbound with Ion Garlic. Welcome to another fun episode of Dow of Inbound. Another another fun guest that I met on the podcast, but we know a bunch of the same people. And what's really cool about this guest is he has awesome experience in marketing, had one of the fastest growing companies in Colorado and helps other businesses. But also, um, you know, you realize that as you get closer to the top of great people, the circles get smaller and it's pretty cool to see that we're part of the same circles and that obviously he knows his stuff. Steven Christopher, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, Ian, thanks, man. I really appreciate you having me on. Oh, it's awesome. Awesome. And uh, Sequest Digital Marketing, tell me a little bit about how you got into the marketing space. Yeah, so um, really how, how it happened was uh, I had a mortgage company from about 04 to 08, and we all know kind of what happened to that industry. So that was my first like real business with employees and stuff. And we realized we launched this really great website and nobody was coming to it. And so I had to learn about this thing called SEO. And once I learned about it, um, we started to really generate leads for the mortgage company. Well, in 2008, when that all crashed, uh, besides learning a lot of really great lessons about how to run a business, I was left with this knowledge of SEO. And so I ended up taking this job just to make a little bit of money. I got paid like 20 grand a year and I picked up a couple SEO clients on the side. And then that really grew into a real business. And that's actually the, the company that won fastest growing company in Colorado uh, two years in a row. Um, and that's how I learned about SEO. So I got into it kind of by accident. Um, and then I just realized how much I actually love the marketing side of business. Awesome. That's similar to, you know, my story and a, a lot very similar. Um, I mean, I always loved marketing, uh, but SEO was definitely the, how I got into it. And so for those of you that don't know, it's search engine optimization. And I feel like everyone has a slightly different definition of that. Uh, how do you define SEO? I define it as the, <laughs> kind of the the art because i don't really think it's it's you know it's not a science um i wish it was it would make our life a lot easier but it would make it a lot harder for us to 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 compete with our competitors so i I define it as the art of proving your relevance in the eyes of a search engine and for whatever keywords that is so you know in a nutshell it's the art of getting you to rank for really important stuff so that people find your product and service over your competition and are you finding SEO as viable as it used to be? I mean, I know everyone says SEO is dead or what that was a big term a little bit ago. Yeah, I you know, I actually love that because it stirred up the industry a little bit and I think the uh the the agencies that were new or or young and didn't really know what they were doing, they read that and they were like, "Oh man, like all right, I guess we should just close down. SEO's dead." Um, (laughs) but to me, not SEO is not even close to being dead. I mean, um, yeah, they're changing a lot of stuff with how, how much paid advertisement shows up. And so 
there's parts that are stealing a little bit more of the organic. But on the flip side of that, you know, now with getting rid of some of the pay-per-click ads, like down the right-hand column, there's different ways that organic SEO, I think, is actually becoming even more important now. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it's dead at all, but I appreciate, uh, that whole term and that article that came out because it, it got rid of some competition and it just reminded people, oh man, I should probably be thinking about SEO. So you've seen a lot of searches out there. Uh, what is, what's some of the most, tell me some stories that you've seen from the SEO side, like of, of interesting searches or places where people have made money in SEO that they didn't think they can make money. Jeez, man. I mean, just the little niche stuff. I mean, um, I, I might think of an example here as, as we kind of talk about it, but, um, you know, these, these off the beaten path, random like searches and random products. And a lot of it I think comes from people that answer a question that people are asking mm-hmm. or, um, solve some sort of this, solve some, uh, solve some sort of a problem, um, that most people either didn't even know was a problem or didn't even know there was a solution for, and they end up making millions from it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you, you often, like most of us would never even know that it happened. And, you know, Ian, like you mentioned, we, we have a lot of the same friends in common, even though we've never actually met yet. It's crazy when we go, when I go to some of these events and I meet these people, uh, that have, you know, are, are millionaires 10 times over and they tell me how they did it. They're like, Oh yeah, I, I started this, uh, YouTube channel. And then I got ranked number one in Google search for, you know, random keyword XYZ and I made $5 million. Um, it's just, it's crazy how much opportunity there is out there when it comes to SEO. And, and if you just kind of a little bit of pay attention to it, maybe a little bit of get lucky and then a lot of persistence. Yes, it is the persistence and it's the paying attention, right? It's listening because uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people will hear that and go, well, I, you know, I'm in this business. I don't want to get into random business over there and switch my business completely. But your customers have questions that you might not be answering with your business, but they have questions that you can answer and help them and become an authority. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things to pay attention to right now in SEO is what questions are your customers asking? Like what's keeping them up at night? What are their fears? Um, you know, what can you answer for them with your expertise? And I see, I mean, you see it all the time too. 90% I'm making that number up, but it's probably somewhere like that of websites don't even have some sort of a really updated blog or like a frequently asked questions section. And they're missing out on so much business because customers are searching for those questions. And if you're not showing up, then you, you miss out. And like, you know, to tie into like the importance of organic search now, I mean, now we have like knowledge cards and, you know, all this stuff where Google's trying to produce the answer to the question right in line of the search result. So they don't even have to go to the website. And I actually have a friend who we help a lot with their business. They show up now in the knowledge card for, um, I, I don't remember the exact search, but it's like the best or how to buckle in a, um, a car seat. I mean, it gets tons of searches, right? And they're the, like, so now they're the knowledge card. So now they're like the go-to website for how to buckle in a a car seat. A lot of people miss that. You know, they're looking, they're just all focused on, hey, uh, keyword X, you know, Denver real estate agent or whatever (laughs) gets a thousand searches a month. That's all I want to rank for as opposed to, you know, things like 
what's the best school district in Denver? What's the best area to live? Where's the next high appreciating market that's undervalued? I mean, those are the things that you really want to show up for. Um, you know, otherwise you're going to spend, you're going to spend your wheels and, and a ton of money. If you only focus on these like big keywords, that's just not where the great clients are. We talked a little bit about you doing video and, yeah. and how you know, along that lines, how are you answering using video to answer your customers' questions, and and how did you get into it? Yeah, so kind of as we talked about before the show a little bit, um, I got into video because when I won that fastest growing company award, I had never really been a fan of talking in front of people. Uh, you never would have gotten me in front of a video camera or even an audio like this. I mean, that was just like, no, I'm, I'm good. No, thanks. No desire. <laughs> my friends would kind of laugh at me. They're like, ah, whatever you're, you know, you're full of it because I'm really outgoing and, and I do well in groups and stuff like that. But once it gets over like 15 people and if I have to stand up in front of all of them or if I did have to, it was like, uh, what? <laughs> so so when I won that award, I, I had this little bitty speech. I was practicing it in the car the whole way down in the morning. Uh, I got there, waited. I was like, I had it written on note cards. I mean, this is like a two bullet point, like 30 second, like, hey, thanks. And um, got up on stage, completely forgot it, leaned over to the mic, said thank you, and then like basically ran off the stage. And at that point, I knew, okay, cool, this is something that I have to get better at. And so um, took a public speaking course, but then – I realized the power of video, right? I mean, we're, you know, think about what Facebook looked like even a year ago compared to now. And you would rarely ever see a video in your newsfeed, but now they're all over the place. And so you've kind of got to, you, you have to at least participate in the things that people want to consume. So I really saw the power of video and decided, okay, well, if this thing scares me, that probably means that I need to do it. So um, I did mine a little differently. I did like a selfie video at first and then posted it just answering some stuff about marketing. And I was like, oh, everybody's going to hate it. And I got all these likes and positive comments. And then I thought, okay, cool. Now I just got to do this Facebook live thing because that's really scary. And mm -hmm. so I started a few months ago, like right when it came out, um, I started doing a Facebook live every morning and kind of circling back to your original question, like how are we using it is – you know, I use it to provide value to business owners. That's really, that's really it. I just, I have a lot of experiences in business, some really good and some really, really bad. Um, and I just want to share that with people. And I feel like I'm adding value through that video. And the cool thing about video is, you know, as humans, we learn primarily in one of three ways, audio, um, audio, visual, or kinesthetic. And video is really the only medium that we have right now, you know, besides face to face that we can convey all three of those to somebody. So we have the best chance of connecting with the most amount of people based on how they want to learn. Exactly. So video is really, really cool. It's so powerful. And you know, I'd like to, what you said about overcoming your fear and how many people I hear, you know, I'm not good in front of video and blah, blah, blah. I mean, at one point you weren't good at walking either, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and it's so important. It's such a it's such a leverage in a business. But on top of it, what have you learned on a personal level doing the videos? 
I mean, you know, I've, I've learned, that's a pretty open ended question, you know, like I've learned a lot, <laughs> I've learned a lot of stuff. I mean, I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about overcoming fears. Um, I've learned a lot about how you have to be kind of an innovator and use the technology that we have currently in order to stand out in the world of marketing. Like, you know, if, if, if I'd waited another couple of years to start doing video, now, I mean, who knows? In three years, video is probably not even going to be cool. Like everybody's going to be tired of it and there's going to be too many videos to consume. And so who knows what the next thing will be. But um, yeah, I just, I learned, I would say personally and from a business owner standpoint, an entrepreneur standpoint is just get over this fear. I mean, I could go really deep into this because I'm passionate about it. But uh, I mean, here's the thing. We got one life. You know, we have today and today will only be good for today. We don't know. This might be kind of morbid to some people, but, you know, like, hey, today could be my last day. Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, we live in a crazy world and I can get hit by a truck today. So I just realized that, hey, overcome these little fears because most of them are about me anyway. You know, it's my fear of rejection and my fear of failure. Nobody else really cares. So just get over these fears and, and live the life that you want to live because we don't know how much longer we have. And, and wouldn't it suck to get to like the end of your life and be sitting or laying on your deathbed or w whatever that is. And you have like your grandkids or your, you know, like younger kids around you and they're like, Oh, like, you know, what do you wish you would have done? And you're like, Oh, like, geez, let me count the ways that I like basically wasted time in my life because I was afraid that, somebody was going to see my video on Facebook and make fun of me. Like how crappy is that going to feel? So <laughs> anyway, you know, it's like get over these things and, and just enjoy them. I mean, create the life that you want and, and get over those fears and do the things that are out there that are going to help you grow personally or grow your, your business and your brand. Now just do them. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. Um, and it is fearful and you know, people are afraid and I think people don't feel like they deserve to be on video. They don't have a message. Yeah. Um, do you get that a lot with the companies that you work with where they, you know, they, they just want the business, but they don't want to be out in front of people or, or maybe they don't feel it, it, like doing something a certain way is quote unquote professional. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, especially a year ago when video started to get bigger because of what Facebook was doing. I mean, a lot of people said, Oh, I got to have professional video. Um, for it to be okay. And it, it really what I tell them now is I'm like, look, that's just an excuse. That's your brain giving you some reason because really you don't want to do it because you're uncomfortable. And now you're just coming up with excuses. Um, and so the question I ask a lot of people is, okay, can you name one person that has influenced you that's done a video without production and you got value out of it? And you know, the answer is always, well, yeah, of course I can name one person. I mean, look at, I don't know, Tony Robbins, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he does video all the time with, you know, with no production. Uh, so you look at somebody like that and they say, well, yeah, he, but he can do it. And I'm like, okay, so if, if one person can do it, then you can do it. Yeah. And it's a little bit of a, of a cool mind shift, just knowing if somebody else has done it, that you can do it too. And then I'll, I'll talk to him a lot about the fact that they're unique. So even though like we work with a ton of home service businesses, so, you know, there's hundreds of plumbing companies in a city but nobody runs a company like, you know, this one person. 
you're unique. You're unique in the way that you do your business. You're unique in the way that you deliver your message to your customer. You're unique in like what your primary goal is and your brand and your market positioning. I mean, it's you're unique. So mm-hmm. nobody can be the same as you. So you do have a message um, to share with people. It's, yeah, it's exactly it. You have a story. You have a story. And another thing I tell, you know, it's when I start the company, Authentic Web, uh, it, it was about the authenticity and the idea that we all have a different story. And there's someone else, there's all different people that want to be served a different way. And it, it's, you know, everyone doesn't want the same thing. They want it slightly different. Someone, some people want the Star Trek dentist. Remember that guy? I don't know if you remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some, you know, it, it's all, we all want something different. And you, you're, the more you are yourself, the happier you're going to be with your business too, right? Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a huge point that gets overlooked all the time is, you know, how happy are you? You're going to be better, exponentially better at what you're doing if you're enjoying your business and enjoying your life. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, it's funny you were talking cause you said two things uh, about stop making excuses. And then you're saying about Tony Robbins videos. And I posted a buddy of mine, Matt Stafford shared uh, a video from Tony Robbins uh, where he's talking. And I, I'm not sure who he's talking to, but you can tell it's some pretty big name people who are, and he's like, you know, st- and it's great cause it's low quality, but he just is like, you know what? It's not that you don't have the resources. You lack resourcefulness. And I'm like, yeah, it's so true because we just, we say, I can't do it because of this and this and this. But then you got, you know, guys like Sean Stevenson out there who, mm-hmm. you know, he's got, he made a video that was with his iPhone at 67 million views. And he has all the excuses in the world. And for you that don't know, check out Three Foot Giant. You know, he's got all the excuses in the world and pushes through it. Um, It's so, so important. And, you know, we come back to this personal development thing, especially in marketing. And I think some people feel like it's coming over the top. But, I mean, is there a business that's not successful that you don't see needs some sort of personal development that they're just super unlucky? (laughs) No. Yeah. I mean, come on. Everybody... Everybody needs to develop themselves consistently in order to be their best, right? I mean, um, you know, we have all these generations of people that have figured certain things out, and then now we're able in this amazing age of information to compound on top of that. I mean, just like, just like going back to the, you know, the creation of the car or the airplane, right? Like, if if every ten years. We pretended like, okay, well, nobody's ever done this before, so let me try to figure out how to build a, an airplane. Um, you know, that would be ridiculous. So we we build on all the previous knowledge, and it's the same within the personal development world. I see so many business owners and entrepreneurs that are like, okay, like, you know, I'm going to figure out how to create this, and you're like, well, what are you talking about? Like, there's there's a hundred years of knowledge behind that. Just just build on that using your unique talents and your unique abilities. And now you're creating something amazing. So, I mean, personal development is, is huge. And I used to think it was a bunch of woo woo crazy stuff until I, uh, failed in the mortgage industry and went a hundred thousand dollars in debt, like overnight. And then I realized, Oh wow, this is actually some really cool stuff. That's great. And it, it is, it is that failure that really drives a lot of great people. Uh, you're, I don't think you're going to find. I, 
I was in a room of 40 incredible entrepreneurs and not a single one of them didn't have a massive failure story. So, uh, you know, it, it, and a lot of people are afraid of that failure story. Like you're embracing it. Um, and a lot of people don't want to tell it. And I feel like that's the story a lot of people need to use too, to, to market themselves. Yeah. Uh, people, it's funny. People are often more interested. Like when I do podcast interviews, they enjoy, they want to talk more about the, <laughs> they want to talk more about the mortgage company failure as opposed to, you know, the multiple successful, uh, businesses that generate, you know, lots of clients and, re- and revenue for clients. Um, they're like, well, tell, tell me more about this failure. And, uh, so it's cool. And it's a, it's a great learning experience. I mean, I call it, uh, I call it the best education that a hundred thousand dollars could have ever bought because, uh, you know, I have, I have a great degree from university of Florida that probably cost about the same. And I use my failure education experience probably, well, not probably way more, <laughs> way in, more as an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when you, I mean, I don't know how you were at UF, but I, I've, I've spent some time at UF. Uh, you, you probably spent a little bit more than that on stuff outside the classroom. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't, I never even went to class. I mean, it was kind of cool when I was going to school there, it was when they had just started the whole like closed circuit TV thing. Mm-hmm. And so you could watch like your big class on, uh, on TV, you didn't even have to go. And so I remember we'd record it with, you know, VHS tapes and then, um, I would never actually watch them, but at least I recorded them. So yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't go to class a whole lot. <laughs> Yeah, and and this is something I want to talk about. So, uh, I've talked with you know Gary Vaynerchuk talks a little bit about this and higher education. There's obviously a place for it, but now I don't know if you have kids, but you know, as my son is two and he's going up, and yeah, if he wants to be a doctor, dentist, or whatever, there's higher education. But now, I mean, I learn so much more every day than the time. Like for every hour I spend in a classroom, I could have learned twenty things. You know, how do you feel about education and where it's going? Being a successful entrepreneur now. Yeah, I, I agree with you um, completely. So we don't have kids yet, so I'm sure I'll learn a lot more when that happens. But from an education standpoint, I mean, I think some of the best things that I learned in school is how to deal with people, um, and then some basic life skills. You know, like how to do laundry and cook for myself, <laughs> like that type of stuff. But um, I think the biggest thing I learned is how to interact with with people and that there's all kinds of different people out there and they learn differently. And so I observed a lot in in college. Um, and so overall, I mean, I guess my kind of my thoughts and opinions on education is, yeah, we we definitely need a change in the way that we're teaching people. I mean, I would love to see a lot more personal development type things taught, mm-hmm. you know, how to be how to be happy, how to be um, how to live a successful life as opposed to just how to do this one thing. Um, I think that that's, that's a huge thing that's, that's missing. And then I'm starting to see more of it, you know, more like entrepreneurial type classes on how to be like an entrepreneur. And I think that's great. I hope that it continues to, to really turn into something over the next, I don't know, few years or a decade, because I think that, I think that that's a huge thing that's missing, um, in, 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 in higher education for the most part. Is that just hey? How do you how do you find what you really want to do, and then how do you get the tools and the resources to do that? Like nobody ever taught me how to run a business or you know eat ramen noodles while working twenty <laughs> hours a day 
doing whatever it takes. And, you know, like nobody taught me how to manage all that stuff. And I, I probably could have cut 10 years off of my business learning curve with a, you know, a year or two of classes about that. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And the personal development, I think that's a great thing too. People are, you know, they look at Tony Robbins and go, Oh, it's all cultish. I'm like, it's not cultish. It's people follow it because it works. You look at those people that they're not, it's not a cult. No one's saying, Oh, you know, you have to do this and this and this, if you want to be a part of it, it's like, no, you just have to, you know, we just like-minded people growing together. Um, and I, I think, you know, like you and I looking at the same friends, I'm sure, you know, all those people I know have some aspect of personal development in their business. Um, and I think that's important for us to get through to kids is like, is that independence and that entrepreneurism? That's a great point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. At least give it to them as an option. And, you know, not everybody is meant to be or should be an entrepreneur. I actually think a lot of people that are trying to be entrepreneurs shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. That's just, they, they think that that's what they want to do. But really, I mean, so many people try to be an entrepreneur because they think, okay, I'm going to have, I'm going to make more money. I'm going to have more time and I'm going to have more freedom. It's, it's the complete opposite. If you're an entrepreneur, you generally make less money than you thought you would. You have way less time and you work 15 times harder. So, and, and a much fewer percentage of people actually make it as an entrepreneur. So I think an education on that too, like some people are great intrapreneurs, I mean, they're like, that's what they're just like meant for. You know, they're meant to like be kind of somebody's number two and run, help run a business and help clients. And they're going to make way more money, live a much higher quality of life, um, not dealing with the, the stresses and the struggles of like truly being the, the entrepreneur at the helm. So, uh, you know, we're running a little low on time, but I, I, I want to come back to tactics. I, I love the mindset stuff. But right now, what's the big tactic that's working for you? I mean, I would say, um, you know, you talk a lot about like telling your, telling a story and stuff. I mean, let's, let's talk about this tactic of video. Like, um, one thing that's worked for me that I've spread to a couple of my peers is, is just getting out and doing the video and answering people's questions through it. Because like we talked about, it's the best way to connect with all different or it's, it's the best way to connect with people that learn through all three of the, the different um, primary modalities that we talked about. And so when it comes to actually doing video, you've got to get, you've got to just get over that fear and do it. Um, I challenged this group. Uh, I was at a mastermind group and I challenged everybody to do a Facebook live video. Um, and I promised them it was way easier than they thought it was. And it will dramatically help you get over that fear like in an instant as opposed to this long drawn out like let me do 100 takes of a video mm-hmm. to do it and you know to the listeners before you start saying oh well facebook live wouldn't be good for my vid- my uh, my industry I, I challenge you to really ask the question is that is that really true because i think it's good for any industry if you're telling your your story so that was a way that that you know, an actual tactic that worked. And so when these people went out and did the Facebook live, they came back later that morning. I think I had six out of 20 actually do it. And they said, man, that was actually really, really easy because once you hit live, your brain doesn't have the option to stop. And so when you're doing video and you can hit the stop button because you're like, oh, that wasn't perfect. You, you'll retake a hundred times. You go out and do a live video. Your brain is like, all right, I I have to keep going. And then you realize that it's video is more of a conversation. You know, you don't have to be perfect in it anymore. 
Um, it, you just don't have to be. Just be yourself. Be authentic. Be the real you. Yep. And that was really helpful to them. And and actually, I'm pretty sure all six of those people that did it the first day have now gone on to doing at minimum, um, you know, like a weekly video post. And it's I'm watching it change their business. And, and you know, they message now and say, well, that was actually really easy. Thanks for pushing me to do it. So the tactic, I think, is just is just do it. I mean, specifically <laughs> talking about video, like get over your fear. Um, it's not about you. Like yep. add value to the people that would potentially watch. And if you're really scared, put out just some little thing on Facebook. And I promise you, you'll have a bunch of friends that like it and they'll all be like, oh my gosh, like that's so cool that you did that. Like, I love it. Congratulations. Um, you have a supportive world out there that wants to see you succeed. Um, so if you're not doing video right now, you, you should be. I mean, you're probably giving your clients a, a disservice by not truly sharing your message in a way that everybody can consume it and learn from it and benefit from it. So, so true. And, you know, big thing, if you're providing value, right? If you're providing value to the person on the other side, the rest is you're not that important. People are going to forget you. (laughs) Yeah. You could screw up. And if you do screw up to the point where it's shared a ton, You've got a viral video. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then you come back in your second video and say, oh my gosh, like that was scary. Here's what I learned from it. And just be yourself. Just be like, yeah, I, I really messed that up. Like I can't believe I said that, but I was nervous and here's what happened and here's what I learned. And yep. um, yeah, you're right. Like it, there's a positive in every situation and you know you get to choose which one you focus on, the positive or the negative. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um my mom always told me, she's like, when people stop talking about you is when you have to worry. <laughs> and I love it, it. It's so true. So on your personal development side, you know, there's a few questions I always ask. And one of them is, what's the mindset you're working on right now? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, the, the biggest mindset that I'm working on right now, so uh, not too long ago, I read a book called Double Double by Cameron Harold. He's the guy that grew 1-800-GOT-JUNK from like 2 million to 180 million in, in a very, very short amount of time. And so the mindset that I'm, I'm working on within, especially within business right now, is kind of the, the concept of accepting that I'm capable of producing really dramatic results. And what I mean by that is, so we have a, th- a new three-year vision for our business that um, includes us growing 10 times between now and December of 2019. So a true 10X in, in, in gross revenue. And mm-hmm. then we have some profit goals around it too. And so my mindset that I focus on a lot is really just being accepting of the fact that even though I've never done that before, that it's possible. And looking around at other people that have done it and saying, okay, well, they're really no smarter than me. They put in work, they got information from people that have done it, and then they listen to that information and they kind of go along that path and, and they relatively easily accomplish it. So it's just that mindset of, hey, I can I can accomplish really big things. I just need to find some good people around me and then and just absolutely know that that I can do it and be capable of it. As, as opposed to a lot of people when they set a big goal, they're like, oh, I'd like to do that. But they already start giving themselves excuses for it. So um, just knowing that I can accomplish that. Um, on that goal, uh, do you know Ed O'Keefe? Have you, have you ever, it, sounds, it sounds familiar. Yeah, check out Ed's stuff. Ed's a, a good friend um, and he's 
hopefully listening to this, but he probably not. Uh, he's got a, a a book coming out called Time Collapsing that speaks a lot to that and the shortcuts that you can use to get to those big goals and and how to like who to mirror, how to mirror, how to leapfrog to to the top. It's really good stuff. I just went to one of his events uh, and he's finishing up the book right now. But definitely, I suggest anyone checking that out because as you set those, like you said, you set those big goals and then you start making excuses instead of looking for ways that you can you can do it. You know, you're saying, well, I don't have the path there. And it's like, that's not that's not an excuse. No one had the path to get to the moon when they first started doing it. They went and figured yeah. it out. Um, and guess what? And one of my favorite things to remind people when you said that is, you know, despite spending billions of dollars in the best engineering minds in the world, any space shuttle flight, any rocket flight is off course 99% of the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. just, it's constant readjustment. So that's a great, you know, thanks for that mindset. Now, the Double Double, is that the best book you've read re- recently? What's the best business book you've read recently, the most influential? That probably is the best. So it's all about doubling your – so the, the concept of the book is double your company in three years. But I think he kind of did that for larger companies that have been around for you know a while where it's difficult to double. Um, that's a really good one. And then I would say around the same type of thing, I mean, two of my favorite books ever are like the shortest books. You could literally probably read them in under an hour is U Squared and Quantum Leaps by Price Pritchett. Nice. And this, this guy's like old school. Um, I, have you ever even heard of him? No. Cool. Um, check them out. I, I promise you, you will not be let down by these two books. Um, it's all about basically how easy it is when we get out of our own way to make these uh, giant quantum leaps and how it's it's not difficult to do, but so many of us think sequentially. You know, We're like, okay, I got to do this and then I'm going to do step two and then step three and then all the way to step 10 and then I'll you know double the size of my business. It's all about that you don't have to go through steps in that sequence. A lot of times if you're just open to the possibility, you can skip like right from step one to step eight and people do it all the time. So nice. really, really cool. Yeah. Really cool stuff. Awesome. Awesome. I'm definitely picking those up while you were talking. I, I started buying them. And then what's the big quote? What's your favorite quote that you, that you use the most or that you come back to? Um, so uh, I actually kind of forget the exact quote that goes around this, but it's, uh, you know, something to the effect of, um, if you can conceive it, you can achieve it. And I talk a lot, actually, I think that is the exact quote and I can't remember. It might've been, um, I don't think it was James Allen. I think it might've been, uh, I'm blanking on, uh, Napoleon Hill maybe. Um, but if, if you can conceive it, you can, you can, uh, you can achieve it. And that resonates with me a ton because, it's really, really true. I believe the way that the universe is structured that we would never be capable of having an idea that we're not capable of achieving. So like I've never had the idea that I could build a rocket ship because, you know, I'm probably not capable of that, nor is it something that I want to do. So I, I never have that idea, but I have these other ideas that at first seem like crazy. And I'm like, when I actually think about it, like, could I do that? I'm like, well, yeah, I, I could do that. It wouldn't be it's not that crazy to think that I could do that. Um, so that's a really big one for me. If you can conceive it, you can achieve it. And, and, you know, to me, that's important too, because a lot of, I think a lot of the reason that people lose their motivation is not because of a lack of goals. 
it's a lack of big enough goals and you know scary enough goals as jim collins says the BHAG, the big hairy audacious goal and even when i talk to my company and the people in my company they're like well how are we going to do it i'm like i don't know how we're going to do it that's what's great about it we're going to get there yeah. and figure it out i mean if my goal was well you know we're going to grow the company by five percent and like oh, la 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 i'm like <laughs> you know that's that's i'd get bored you'd get bored and uh, we'll, we'll all just be sitting there and we might grow by 5%. Woo! But if we're like, you know, we're going to, like you said, 10 to X the business in the next three years, it's like, oh, how are we going to do that? And uh, that's great. Steven, thank you so much for being on board. And if it's Sequest Marketing, Digital Marketing, you're in Colorado. Uh, I'm sure you have clients all around the country, though. Um, you know, if someone wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way? Yeah, I mean, best way would be um, just go to Sequest. You can fill out the contact form, ask me any questions that you have. Um, you can email me directly, Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, at Sequest.com. Or, um, you know, Ian, as you and I talked, we're, uh, I'm, I'm really active on Facebook. Normally, at least the last for the last six months that I've seen, if you search for my name, Stephen Christopher, I've been the first person to come up there. Um you know, if not, you can see that uh, I'm the owner of Sequest Marketing. But yeah, find me on Facebook. Send me something. If you have an interest in seeing these daily videos that I'm putting out with zero production, um, they're just you know an iPhone, and and you can kind of see that you don't have to have any sort of a production studio to put out some decent quality stuff. Yeah, awesome, Stephen. Thanks so much for being on the show, uh, Stephen. And I really appreciate you taking us on your journey to success, your journey improvement, your journey to improving the world around you. Uh, this is Ian Garlic, and thanks for listening to us.